Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka and Ryan Huang with you. It is time now for the bigger picture. Ryan, you mentioned this a little bit earlier on the show. A man who's nicknamed Dr. Doom has some bad news for markets again. And what's interesting about this chap is uh, he correctly predicted the 2008 financial crisis. And now he's made another prediction. Yeah, he is always known for his bad news. And he's got another round of it. In fact, a big warning. And he is saying the next crisis could see the S&P 500 fall by 30%. And this is just in the case of a plain vanilla recession. And in a real hard landing, he's expecting markets to fall as much as 40%. And this is what he is predicting, a long and ugly recession in the US and globally occurring at the end of this year. And that could last all of next year, and that could then lead to a sharp drop in the markets he was forecasting. And this comes as investors brace themselves for tonight's FOMC rate decision where the market is pricing in another jumbo-sized rate hike of 75 basis points. It could be more, and this will be for a third meeting in a row. Well, let's unpack it with Joey Chu. She is the Senior Asia FX Strategist for HSBC. Morning, Joey. Yes, hi, good morning. Hey, Joey, let's talk about the FOMC meeting. It seems, by and large, you've got bets on 75 basis points, which has been kind of solidified by recent data. Would you rule out 100 basis points and more in the coming quarters in light of recent CPI numbers, for example, being hotter than expected? Mm, I think 100 basis points still looks quite unlikely. That being said, the market does, uh, I think, attribute a small probability to it. So if you look at futures pricing, it's about 80 basis points pricing. So at least some people are thinking 100 basis points, but it's still a very much a tail risk. All right, so we've got Dr. Doom. He is, of course, also known as uh, the economist Nora Rubini. So he has been quite pessimistic when it comes to expectations. He's calling for what he's saying, a long and ugly recession in the US and globally. How pessimistic are you when it comes to expectations for a recession? I mean, the probability has definitely risen and it will continue to rise as long as central banks keep tightening at a very rapid and a large magnitude. But that being said, I think uh, for the US at least, the data actually still looks quite resilient. And that in itself is why central banks, uh, the Fed is, is tightening uh, quite uh, hawkishly, right? Because mm. the labor market still remains quite tight. Mm. The rest of the world, however, looks uh, in more shaky shape, uh, led by in part China's uh, you know, a weak rebound in growth. Yeah, so you do have some pockets of strength in the US, for example, the labor market, like you alluded to. So does this give, I guess, the Fed more confidence to hike even more? And what will this do for the US dollar going into the end of the year? What's your expectations of how strong it might get in terms of upside? And what sort of implications as well as pain will it mean for other countries? So we continue to see the dollar uh, strengthening. Uh, that being said, our view is that you know the dollar is already very overvalued by our measures. It's something like 20% overvalued. Uh, overvaluation itself does not mean that this currency is going to turn, but it just means that you know the pace of increase might be more volatile. So there could be periods of correction before another increase. I think this is the kind of path that we are expecting. Overall increase, but just a bit more volatility along the way. Yeah, I've got a dollar index up over 17% in the past year. And of course, you've got major currencies under pressure because of that stronger US dollars. So if you look at 
how it might have implications for other countries, which will be the most vulnerable to the dollar strength. We've got, of course, the Japanese yen pretty much in focus these days. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is correct. I think it depends on what the dollar strength is driven by. Currently, it's still more driven by U.S. interest rates, but interest rate differential, which is why you know low yielding currencies, zero yielding currencies like the Japanese yen is under pressure. Right? Even in Asia, Korean won is under pressure. Thai baht is under pressure. However, I think when we go into the next phase of dollar strength, which will be more about recession risk, then that's when I think uh, some of the other currencies that are more prone to growth risk or capital outflows these currencies might come under fire more. Yeah, how about a Sing dollar? How vulnerable is it or how resilient is it in the face of these pressures? And of course, we've got the monetary policy meeting by MS next month. Mm. The Sing dollar is in a unique position because the central bank here directly uses the exchange rate rather than the interest rate to target inflation. So Singapore has an inflation problem just like the rest of the world. But because of this setup, so that's why the Sing dollar is very resilient. Still, because uh, you know, Singapore is such an open economy, so we actually do have a correlation to the broader dollar. So I think in the end of the day, what we are seeing is dollar Sing is sort of creeping higher, but at a very, very glacial pace. Mm. And talking about central banks, we've got a bit of divergence going on, of course, with the US versus China. How do you see these, I guess, implications playing out for that divergence between the two central banks? Mm. So China's growth, as already mentioned, is still very, very slow, right? The recovery. However, I think because the uh, the RMB itself is, has been uh, under depreciation pressure, so the authorities seem very aware of that and do not want to do too much stimulus, especially monetary stimulus, to aggravate capital outflows and interest rate differential. So I think the direction of travel for dollar RMB is still higher, but as long as policies remain quite restrained, then we might not get a blowout. Yeah, and Joe, you mentioned this earlier on. Uh, we've got inflationary pressures, uh, part of it driven by supply chain issues. So I guess the question is, if you have the Fed trying to hike rates, how effective will it actually be in keeping the lid on inflation? Mm. Actually, interestingly, the supply side pressures have been rolling over. So, for example, the Fed has this indicator, indicator about supply side pressures, and that index has already peaked a couple of months ago. It's been falling off. So rather, in, in the U.S., the inflation uh, pressures that are taking off right now is more on the core inflation pressures to do with services, to do with labor costs. So these are quite sticky. So this could actually be make uh, inflation quite persistent. And, but this is something that the Fed has more control over. All right, we'll see what sort of rate hike and, of course, the path going forward will be when we get the rate decision tomorrow morning. We've been chatting with Joey Chu. She is the Senior Asia FX Strategist for HSBC. Joey, thanks for your time this morning. Right, thank you very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.